This is the weekly podcast from Spotswood at Ladysmith in Caroline County, Virginia, USA. Rick Nicely is the lead pastor. Good morning, Spotswood at Ladysmith. Welcome to our streaming service this morning. I'm so glad you're here. Many of you made it out to our first drive-in service last Sunday. Of course, we're having a drive-in service again this Sunday as well, but those who cannot make it will get to see this online. So we're, we're very grateful uh, that you joined us. Um, you know, as I took a break last week and really talked about what's going on in our country and, and the division that's happening, and I just, I just ask you to continue to pray, uh, continue to listen and learn, and um, really, again, uh, be intentional about um, finding new friends, um, crossing those barriers, and beginning to be intentional about diversity in your life, and, and really going with the gospel everywhere you go. I'm going to go ahead and start with a word of prayer, and we're going to be picking up again on our Hebrew series today. Father in heaven, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your grace and mercy that's new each day. God, we know, as we talked about last week, the only answer to the woes and division of our country and our world is the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, I pray we would not be ashamed of the gospel. God, we would proclaim it um, with our lips. We also complain, uh, proclaim it with our lifestyle and how we love each other and how we practice the gospel through forgiveness and reconciliation. Father, we love you. Uh, bless the teaching and preaching of your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, we're going to go ahead and pick up in Hebrews. Uh, go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter 3. We're going to be covering most of that chapter today. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and review from a couple weeks ago. We talked about Hebrews chapter 1 about Jesus is superior to angels, that uh, Jesus is not an angel. He's worshiped by angels. He's not an angel. He's actually created the angels, and he is God himself. And so uh, today we're going to be talking about next step kind of in that progression is, um, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, really there's two main goals in the book of Hebrews. One is that Jesus is superior to all, and the other is that to we need to remain faithful to Jesus. And what's going to happen is this book is really written to uh, Jewish believers who are familiar with the Torah, familiar with Judaism, familiar with all the things that go along with that. And so uh, the writer basically is systematically addressing all those things that sometimes um, we, they would see somehow these new believers want to put uh, the different things in front of Jesus. And so He's, what, what, he's, what he's doing is basically saying Jesus is superior to all these things. Jesus is superior to prophets. He's superior to angels. We're going to find out today he's superior to Moses. He's superior to the priest. He's superior to Melchizedek. He's superior to all the past previous sacrifices. And so this is what we're going to see begin to lay out in the book of Hebrews. We go ahead and read the text this morning, and then we'll get into the message. Hebrews 3, uh, verses 1 through 6. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession, who was faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all God's house. For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of a house has honor than the house itself. For everyone's house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. 
And we are his house, if indeed we hold fast our conviction and our boasting in our hope. Now, I, I want to kind of hit real quick Moses himself. I kind of want to make sure that we kind of understand uh, the significance of Moses in Judaism. As we talk about Moses, we need to remember uh, the significance of him. Really, when, when the Jews think about Moses, they think about our an earthly deliverer, right? He, he, he was the man that God used to deliver the Israelites out of the bondage of slavery. And we also see that he uh, eventually becomes the spokesperson for God between him and Aaron, and, and they, they speak for God. He's also the one that God gave the law, the Torah to, to give to the people. And, and then eventually the sacrificial system, and, and, and also Moses was the one who wrote the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, which is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. So this is what we see. We, we, we see this great significance for Moses. In fact, in lots of ways, we, we see the backstory on uh, these, these parallels between even him and Jesus. We, we see that um, he was the physical deliverer, right, um, who came uh, to deliver the people out of bondage, of slavery and and Jesus come to deliver us from the bondage of sin, right? We we see Jesus, who I'm um, sorry, Moses, who passed through the Red Sea. We see Jesus being baptized in the Jordan. We see uh, Moses in the wilderness for forty years. We see Jesus in the wilderness for forty days. We see um, the law given, a new teaching, if you will, a law given to Moses to give to the people. We see on a mountain, and we see Jesus receiving um, the Sermon on the Mount, right? A new teaching, if you will, but the really the fulfillment of the law, which means to love God and love people. And so we see these uh, parallels in Scripture. And, and, and for some reason, the writers were reminding uh, the, the Jewish audience of this thing, these things. In fact, when you go in deeper, and, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of elaborating a lot on this, but it's so significant that when you really look at the Old Testament, even Moses really preached the gospel. If, if you look in the book of Deuteronomy, you see chapters 1 through 29, he's, he's really highlighting this is how you need to live before God. Um, and, and if you don't, if you do, these are the blessings. If you don't, this is what will happen to you. We, we see this. But then we see in, in Deuteronomy 30, we, we see the first several verses that basically saying that you can't do this. You, you cannot be good. Well, what, is, uh, what does Jesus say out of the gate, right? We, we can't fix ourselves. We, we can't fix our brokenness. And then, but we see in verse 6, this is, this is a picture of the gospel in Deuteronomy uh, 30. We see this. And the Lord... And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. And so that is a picture of the gospel, right? So we see not only can you not, Moses saying you can't be good. He says only God can fix you. In other words, only God, circumcision is really a surgery. Only God can surgically fix your heart. He's going to remove the, the stuff, uh, this, take your heart of stone and turn it to a heart of flesh. He's, he's going to write his word and his name on your hearts and your minds so you'll be able to live this out. 
And, and, and then we see later on that basically he's foreshadowing again the, the, the gospel of Jesus that he's going to come and do this. That it's not going to be um, where you have to go to heaven to get it or cross a great sea, but that Jesus himself is going to step out of heaven and bring it to us. So this is again... Moses was never, and the law was never intended to give us for salvation, but Jesus, uh, the coming Messiah, is the one who uh, was going to give them salvation and did, and, and for us as well. So this is so significant, so important. In fact, let me go ahead and hit my big idea this morning, and then we'll begin to get into the scriptures. So the big idea today is this. Jesus is more worthy, more glorious and greater than Moses in every way, in every way. I, I want to highlight right off the bat um, in Hebrews, so, so important that we talk about right really from the beginning. It says here in verse 1, uh, Holy brothers, you who share in the heavenly callings. Who, who is the writer speaking to? He, he's speaking to Christians. So he, he's speaking to those who said by faith that I believe in Jesus. I believe he is the son of God. I believe he's the only way to get to heaven. I believe he's the only way to have peace with God. And through his death, burial, and resurrection, now I have forgiveness of sins. I've been bought back and I'm adopted into the family of God. And now I can live out the life that God has designed for me to live and worship and glorify him. And so this is what, this is who the writer is speaking to. This is what he's saying. He's saying to Christian brothers, holy brothers in the heavenly calling. So now what's interesting is right after that, he says, consider Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but that kind of takes me back a little bit, right? I mean, most of the time when we say consider Jesus, we say, you who are unbelievers, consider Jesus. You who are seekers, consider Jesus. You who are, are atheists or agnostic, consider Jesus, right? And that's true, we should, but he is talking to believers here. He's talking to those who, who claim to have faith in Jesus, right? And he's saying, consider Jesus. Well, well why is that significant? Does, do people who say they believe in Jesus, who claim Christ, do they automatically consider Jesus? Well, the, well, the answer is no. And, and, and because we see even in the chapter before this, uh, in verse 1, chapter 2, it says this, therefore, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. It's so important to understand that we in this world can drift so quickly. I mean, think about it. I don't know any day or time uh, in human history that can be more distracting and more drifting. It's such a current in our world from the time we get up, right? We're we get on the computer, get on our phones, or turn on uh, media, whether it's TV or social media or whatever it is, and and we're distracted. We're, we're constantly engaged in things, and, and, and we're, we're pulled away from what's most important, right? So he's saying, consider Jesus, that there's a real temptation, a real danger in this world to begin to consider other things more important than Jesus, to spend more time in other things than to spend time in his word and, and to consider his ways. And so it's so important to understand as a follower of Jesus that we need to consider Jesus. We need to call on him. We need to again and again go back to him. In fact, later in Hebrews, uh, you're going to see that it says that Jesus is an anchor for our soul. He's, he's the one that anchors us. And, and when the current is strong, he's the one that 
upholds us. He's the one that carries us. He's the one that provides for us. So it's so important to understand that. And then if you go on to read, it says, Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. Now, this is this is when it really gets good because this is when it, it begins to explain that we as human beings have two great needs. We need a we need to hear from God and we need to have some ability to get to God. In other words, we need a word from God and, and we need a way to God. Well, guess what? The beautiful thing is Jesus is both of those. Uh, we need to hear from God so that we may know what he's like, right? And what what his what he, his expectations are for us. What's his purpose and design for this world and our lives? And, and as we get to know him, we need to have a way to get to God because away from God is death, is destruction, is darkness, is, is forever tormented. But to know God, to have a relationship with God is to have life more abundantly, right? To have joy and peace, shalom, completeness, that God makes us whole, we're fully alive. We can, be, we can fully love as we're fully um, loved, right? So this is this idea that is so important. And, and these descriptions about Jesus are so important because Jesus is our apostle because it's the one who was sent. That's what apostle means, the, the sent one. He stepped out of heaven, as we talked about last week. He stepped out of heaven and became flesh and blood for us and put on, he became incarnate. He he dwelt among us, Emmanuel, God with us. And so he is our apostle, but he's also our high priest, meaning he's the go-between. He's our intercessor. He's the one who he, he besieges for us um, uh, on our behalf before the throne of God. He's the only mediator between God and man, the person and, and God, Jesus Christ. And so we, we need to realize that he is both our apostle and our high priest. And that's so important because it, it really fulfills an understanding that we all deep down want to know our origin, purpose, and design, right? That, that Imago day, and we begin to understand how God created us to have a relationship with him. And, and we can do that through Jesus, and, and we can begin to know what he expects through his word, right? It's so important that everything was made through him and for him, and and. and in the end, Jesus is our revelation, which is the word, and he's our reconciliation, which is the way. And we see this in 1 John 1.14, where it says this, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as, as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In Colossians 1.20, he says this, And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. The reason is that he is the only answer to the two great needs that we have, a word from God and a way to God. And we see as, as the writer continues to talk about this, the difference between Moses and Jesus, we see a comparison we see it goes on to say this, just as Moses also was faithful, Jesus was faithful. So we, we see a comparison that both of them were faithful. God gave Moses a task to do. He was faithful. Jesus uh, was given him uh, uh, a task by God, the Father, and he was faithful. But then we see the distinction. This is what we see. 
It says here, for Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Well, why is that? Well, here's the writer. He's going to tell you. He says, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. So now, now houses are great, right? We, we love our house. We're, we're hoping to hopefully soon find another house um, a little bit closer. But we, we, my wife's a realtor. She loves houses. Houses are important, right? It's a part of um, who we kind of are as, as families and individuals. We have to have a place to stay and get away from the elements and a place of comfort and a place where we can have meals together. And homes are important, all those things. But well, if you ask me if, if, if I could have a house or, or, or um, have a builder of a house, which one would I pick? Well, I would always pick the builder of a house. Why? Because that house could, it could, something could happen to it, right? It, it could burn down. Um, a, a tree could fall on it. A hurricane could come through and destroy it or a tornado um, or, or the foundation somehow could go bad. I mean, there's all kinds of things that could happen to that house, right? But if I had a builder of the house, if I had somebody who could build a house, well, guess what? I can always have another house built. Well, this is what we're saying that the builder of the house is greater than the house himself because he's the one who created it. And so this is what we see in scripture that Jesus is counted more worthy and more glorious because he's actually the creator of the house. He's the builder of the house. In other words, he made Moses. Jesus made Moses. And, and so we see this and it goes on to say, uh, the builder of the house for every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. We, we know that Jesus was in the beginning and nothing was made without him and everything was made through him. So we see this over and over in scripture. And it goes on to say, so how do we know that Jesus is, is uh, more glorious and more worthy than Moses? And it goes on to say, now Moses was faithful in all of God's house as a servant. But Jesus Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. So Jesus is a son versus Moses being a servant. Well, what's the difference? The, the difference is huge. A servant and a son, a son are not the same, right? A son, um, by inheritance, owns the house. He's the Lord over the house. He, he provides for everything in the house. He Out of his wealth and over his abundance, uh, the servants don't own anything in the house. Um, the servants only follow the word of the owner of the house. The servant um, receives their provision from the owner. So again, Jesus Christ as son is superior to Moses. Well, he's really superior in three ways. One, he owns the house. Jesus is the owner of all things, right? The, the Bible says he owns all the cattle on a hillside. Jesus is our provider. All good things come from God. The second thing, he, he, how he, uh, in these ways that he is the son and superior to Moses, is that he rules over the house. God is sovereign. He is in control, right? We talked about this last week. And so God is sovereign. God is in control. And he controls all things. He's not only the, the um, owner of the house, but he's the ruler of the house. He's the ruler of this world. And the third thing is this. He provides uh, for the house. He takes care of our needs, right? 
Um, he says, ask for anything, and according to his will and purpose, he will provide for us, right? And so he, he says things like this to us. He says, you who are wicked, uh, sinful people, you who are fathers, if, if your kid asks for you know, uh, bread, are you going to give him a rock, right? Or he asks for food, you're going to give him a scorpion or a serpent? No, you give him good things. So how much more who your heavenly father that's perfect are going to give us great gifts? And this is what we see in Scripture. We see Jesus Christ, who is um, our word, and our way. He's our revelation and our reconciliation. And he fulfills all these things that the religious leaders had been foretold about, that he would be the Christ, he would be the Messiah. And and, and really it comes down to, are we going to consider Jesus? Are, are we going to trust him? Are we going to trust that he is the owner are we going to trust him? He's the owner of our house, if you will, ourselves, that he is also the ruler of ourselves and also that he is the provider of ourselves. So all these things that Jesus does for us that Moses could never do. Of course, Jesus is God. Moses was just a man. And so we need to, I need to narrow down and really ask you this big question. Are you trusting in Christ, both as, both as the word of God, as well as the way to God. Now, again, you'd say, well, Rick, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus. Well, here we have the, the, the writer of this saying, consider Jesus. Because again, any of us and all of us can have the tendency to drift. And if we drift and never come back, we, we basically prove um, to, to the world and to God that we were never a part of his family. But we, we will have in our lives times where we go through seasons, where we go ups and downs and, and trials and tribulations, where we allow the things of the world to maybe entangle us and drift us. But then he is bidding us back. He's calling us back to himself and saying, listen, this world has nothing eternally to offer you but heartache and pain. And so I want to return to you the joy of your salvation. And so I want, to, I want to just challenge you today. Maybe you're listening today. Consider Jesus. Trust him. He is our word from God, and he is also our way to God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for our day. Thank you for the word of God. God, that we understand that your word and your way is Jesus Christ. God, I pray that we will not drift, we will not turn to the right or to the left, but God, we will experience your blessings in such an incredible way um, because, Father, you have found us faithful and your, your word is abiding in us. We're abiding in you and we're bearing much fruit. Father, do what only you can do and change us eternally in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day and God bless. This has been the weekly podcast from Spotswood at Lady Smith in Caroline County, Virginia, USA. Thanks for listening, and God bless you.